Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We're all air pianoing and air guitaring the mm-hmm. music now. There's no guitar, but I Much more I aggressively always... than I think the original person was doing it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But you should do it. it and video yourself and then send it to us and then we'll share that with our Patreon supporters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, seriously, there are some people that are going to get confused by that. I ha- well, Alan Pig has sent me... Hey, yeah, he wants to know what his... Uh, what yeah. what his level gets him? Yeah, which I think I think one of these days he said just at this level to, of giving, what exactly are my Patreon perks? Uh, oh, you're gonna get shoot. to you get a hug from Chris. Quick, quick text Chris. to Emily. I'll ask Emily real quick. Yeah, you're gonna get a hug from Chris every Sunday, and free right. coffee and donuts, and free coffee and donuts on Sundays. <laughs> nice, and he sent us some great math puns. Oh my god, so good. Did he really? Yeah, they yeah, were such amazing. a pun. Master, he is. He is a. Do you want? Do you want to hear some? Yeah. Do, hear do I? Oh, <laughs> do oh I boy, ever? do I? <laughs> yes, me. you do, because they're funny. <clears throat> okay. No, really, I would love to hear. Okay, that. you've probably grown numb to my regular regular puns, but my math puns will make you even number. <laughs> I mean, I was like, that was that was fantastic. Math, pun, math puns wait, are the first sign Number. of madness. Sign, cosine. S-I-N-E. Yes, S-I-N-E. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard when you're not reading it. And and uh, why was the math book so sad? Wait. No idea. It, it had, had a lot, lot of problems. problems. Yes, yes, I can yes. see that. I can see that. Yeah, there it was. Hey. I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you were accidentally going to hit the laugh one. Yeah, I just hit the purple one. I don't know, but yeah, hey, Alan, he just knows what color. Yeah, they what? Are. Yeah, I just like the purple one. It's my favorite color. Alan, thank you so much for for sending those in. Um, honestly, I love the feedback. Alan, you're the man, and we'll get we'll be get we'll get back to you on uh, on what Patreon perks you get. But before we do that. We've got some stuff to talk about today. Yeah. I mean, not really, because this week we're talking about wives, and none of us are wives, so we can't really speak to this. Yeah, so. right. We all have wives. We've got to go find a wife to... <laughs> Chris has talked to a bunch of wives. Yeah. Chris, you have talked to a bunch of wives. We I could just, have over the years We many, could talk many, about our many. wives, you know, since they're not here to defend themselves, Um yeah. On this podcast, no, no, they're they're at home waiting for us. They're at home waiting for us. I would I would say this. Anytime a- your wife's waiting for you with a drink, she's like, "Hey, honey, how was your day?" It's a drink. You're like, I didn't watch you prepare this. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> by the way, I once yes. had a hen that could count her own eggs. Yeah, she was a mathma chicken. Ah, nice. Oh. John almost took almost, a spit John take almost, of his almost, I got him. chocolate Java I got it. shake. That was, that was that right there was for uh, that was for Alan. There you go, Alan. That's my that's my contribution. Yes, ma- math machicken. Math machicken. <laughs> wow, guys. Goodness. Okay, Man. so I am going to have to. This is what's wild to me is I have been uh, enough infected infected by the identity politics concept. That that I was trying to figure out, like I I also was trying to figure out how do I involve Ginger in this sermon, this conversation? How do I involve right 
uh, a woman in this. And, and so I'm going to have to talk about Sunday. We're going to talk about the, this, the error of, of the, that this is one of the errors of identity politics. There's, there's value in it and there's error in it. And the, of course, a woman would have understandings and perspectives on, I assume, almost anything in the whole world that, that would be different from mine. Absolutely. Right? So, but, but here's the question. So, it, given, given this idea of identity politics, this is the conversation that came with Craig Langemeyer and I. We, were talking, we're, we, t- we had lunch to talk about his preaching next the week uh-huh. after. And wait, what is, in just like a nutshell... Husbands. Dev- definition of identity politics. Okay, identity politics is the idea that <laughs> each each person can only speak about their own identity, and so I'm the only person who can tell you anything about me, and so for and what that means is only someone who has the correct identity could speak into any certain topic. Okay, um, and yes. so I could never speak, for example, about uh, African American issues, like issues that African Americans might face. Um, I could never fa- I could never speak into um, things that um, any it, like that any woman would yeah. face or any minority would face. Okay, so for example, the most extreme version of it I've ever heard actually came out in regards to Christianity. I don't know five or six years, maybe, maybe not that far, maybe only two or three years ago. And it was there were some people saying that white men should not be allowed to teach the Bible because. Jesus was not a white man. True. Nor, now here's the biggest one, nor was he part of an oppressor group. He was a part of the oppressed group. So only parts, only people who come, who represent an oppressed group should be allowed to teach the teachings of Jesus Christ. Because otherwise, you have the wrong identity to teach it. Now, there's a big problem with all this, and this is the, so here's the question. So given that, you would say, okay, so in two weeks or 10 days now, Craig Langemeyer, Lord willing, is going to be preaching to husbands. So should he be allowed to preach to husbands since he's a husband, since he's a male? And and this is where the conversation comes in to say, who gets to teach Scripture? What, what an interesting question. So who, through their life experiences or their training, mm-hmm or their education has earned the right to teach scripture. Nobody. Nobody, right? Right. And so that would make that so the problem is we're not or this here's heck new even better than I that. I mean, who should be allowed Jesus, to teach Jesus shouldn't have been able to talk about marriage. <laughs> yeah, there's well there's or to women or to women um, or, but uh but here's the here's a here's the issue that comes up as well. How about this? Who should be allowed to teach about being a good husband? Who's only earned good that? Husbands, which there are none. How how good a husband do you have to be to get to teach the rest of us? There are none. Mm. Yeah, I would say so, right? Yeah, that's a yeah, very interesting. So then why should Craig be allowed to teach on to husbands in church from a pulpit on Sunday? Are you asking me for real? Because I mean I, this Conversation is not. Thank you, Colson. He hit the purple button again. <laughs> I sounded like he was rewinding a tape more than the crickets. <laughs> Rhetorical or not, though, I mean that is that is a great point. Colson, do you know what sound a tape makes when you're rewinding it? <laughs> Does it sound like a cricket? <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah. Wow. Okay. So here's here's yes. what here's what struck me is 
No, we're we're not having Craig come teach two husbands because Craig is somehow mastered the mastery that of of being a husband. Now, I think I think my understanding of his family and his marriage is that he is a good husband. Yeah. Um, I would not want to intentionally choose a bad choice, like right. someone who is bad at being a husband, like like uh, relatively, like as in bad bad enough that they could that it would draw. I mean, there's a reason it, right? John's not teaching on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been easier. No, but that's not, so here's the here's what struck me. Of course, as Christians, what matters is what he's teaching. Yeah, he's teaching the scriptural insights. On being a husband, yeah, and his understandings of it, it doesn't make any difference. This goes back to this question. Remember, you, you've heard John's heard me say this about like seven million times in time he's known me. All truth uh-huh. is God's truth. Is God's truth all of it? Yeah. So, but what if somebody teaches it who is an awful person? Yeah, it's still God's truth. It's still God's truth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't change that. Which I just want to like. Um, dispel something in the that yeah, I don't even call them the worship wars anymore. But like people mm-hmm. having really strong opinions about worship songs now. Yeah, I was actually about to bring this up. I'm glad yeah, that you said you, that because that's also a, the the idea that we won't sing certain songs because we disagree with some of the things um, that the churches believe that yeah, the songs or the come person out of. did, oh, yeah. who or that wrote the person them, did. You know? Yeah, that, that that one's my favorite because I'm like, you read the Psalms, right? <laughs> You yeah. know David wrote some you know, of those. You, yeah. you know what he did. That, mean, that stops the conversation right quick. <laughs> this guy may have, often that has the this, has this guy that you're talking about you. may have gotten a divorce, but did he kill somebody and yeah, take their did, wife? Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's happened yet in the modern Christian. Not that we know of. Not that we know of. <laughs> but right. anyway, it's just a, a, but like, that same notion. The, if if we if we look at a song that's been written and we're like that is true right i mean the the words that they're saying right we want to say those things we want to say those things to god we want to say those things mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of other reasons that people say that we shouldn't but i i just i don't agree like now, we're Here's what's cool. Remember, we just recently did. I, I'm, you may not know this. Now, the handful of people who are listening may actually know this, but we just recently, and the leadership board went through a big conversation about who yep. would be disqualified from serving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's what's wild. So let's say you've got a guy who wrote a worship song who then deconverted, whatever the heck that means, right? And yep. divorced his wife yep. and left and abandoned his family. Yep. And I mean, pick it, right? Went to go be a serial killer. I mean, he's not a serial killer, but he's definitely I mean, telling people not to follow Jesus. Oh, I was. Uh, mine's hypothetical. Mine's not. <laughs> yeah, there, so. there. Yes. Okay. So Keep good. Going. Yeah, yeah. So, if his song is truth, if the truth is revealed in his song, we would sing it. However, we would not have him sing it in right. church. Yeah, ex- mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. And so, there it is possible to disqualify yourself through your life decisions yeah. from leading and teaching. Yeah. But even if you were disqualified, if you speak the truth, it is still the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of times we don't know. That. I mean, at one level, we're all disqualified. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. important. That we In the document that we ended up writing about it, it starts by saying, none of us merit teaching or leading in the church. True. No, no, one, no one merits that. Mm-hmm. But you can be in a position in your life where you no longer get to you no longer have the luxury because of the life choices you're making right. to lead and teach yeah you would still be here we would still want you here we would want you to sing in the audience 
but we're not going to have you sing from on stage. Yeah. And and I think that's the biblical picture is where what you said, what you wrote is brilliant. The way you're living is now based on a lie. Mm. Therefore, we don't want you exemplifying the lie publicly um, or leading us in exemplifying that lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, we're extremely oriented towards finding the opportunity for people to be restored and to live in grace mm-hmm, and all right. the things that that's there. And we will, you know, we'll spend way more hours on that than we do on the 99 yeah, right. um, that we have. And so um, we've certainly done that over and over again. But this is a this is a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like in today's world, I am going to take a couple of minutes at the beginning of the sermon this Sunday and say, ask the question. So when I spoke at, so I spoke at Grace not that long ago to their seniors. I do that mm-hmm. about once a year to talk about some of these hot topic issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get to write questions. And I guess three years ago, and uh, and the number one question was, why should you, as a white, heterosexual, you know, gender normative male, be speaking to us on these topics? Mm. So that was the that was the number one question, and I was like, I shouldn't, unless there is an abstract, absolute, objective standard of truth mm-hmm. that I can give you. So I don't understand calculus, but if I read to you from a calculus book, it would still be, yeah, it, it would still probably be right. I assume I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, you'd probably mispronounce it. But That's still, right. but there, but there is a standard there. That's right. There, there is a right yes. answer, and so who is revealing the right answer? Though that they could be disqualified from getting up on a stage and leading and teaching, they aren't who determines whether or not it's true. Mm-hmm. Right, and ne- neither was anybody else. And so yeah. that's to be able to teach scripture. This is what the this is why we come back to the Bible every week. This is why this isn't, uh, you know, thirty minutes with 30, 35 or like this Sunday forty five minutes of time with, <laughs> time with you know cool insights Chris might have. It is here's here's what the Bible says, and here's the best mm-hmm. understanding of what that is saying to us. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, so does it, that's that's why I can teach a passage mm-hmm. that begins wives, comma. Yeah. Or, or actually likewise, wives, comma. Yeah. Um it's not because I've earned it, but that's okay because I wouldn't have earned I didn't get to I didn't earn teaching on marriage last week. Right. Um I did I, there's not been a week yet that I've merited being the teacher mm-hmm. by the exemplary But life. but yeah. you have talked about wanting to incorporate women and stuff. What is how how do you because it's like you don't you don't have to say like well just because I'm not having somebody stand on the stage and like I'm not having a woman teach on this it doesn't mean that you don't value that viewpoint oh no for sure you know no. I, that's I mean as you if you hear right. me teach on marriage I think it's not it's not mutually exclusive it's yeah, not this, like well this one comes down to and I would say they're just two totally different things yeah, yeah right. distinctively this one comes down to we just Chris hasn't what he wants to do is have Ginger stand up there, and yes. what he has not been able to do yet is have Ginger stand up there with him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you would do it this week if she mm-hmm. would say yes to it. But yeah, if she was, if that was something that she felt, I guess, comfortable with, and right. I, I'm still, we're still talking about it, but mm-hmm. it's not her gifting, it's not her passion, yeah, it's not her heart. And what I love about your relationship with your wife is that you, like you, you see your wife as an authority, not. not Oh gosh! Like yes, she's, she's, yes. She is. She is the the 
if you were having a courtroom scene talking about something like this, she would be your star witness. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah. So and that's a good I'm gonna use that line. And mm-hmm. I uh like I feel the same way about Lori and what I this is actually what I did want to talk about when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. My my wife, who I love dearly, um, when she when she reads what we're about to talk about on Sunday, which is um, gotta yeah, you got to get the popcorn. Get popcorn. Mm-hmm. I may bring some popcorn. Popcorn, just in case. Just in case I do it, man. Um, but uh, smells like, like she she gets all the way down, like you know, very um, uh, interesting. You know, talking about what what makes a woman beautiful and 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 how they're not supposed to be. When you're talking uh, about reading by, reading in First Peter three, is yeah, that what you're First saying? Peter three one. Likewise, wives, be subject to your husbands, uh, so that even if some do not obey the word, they be may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, mm-hmm. the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be hidden, uh, be the hidden person. Um, Hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty. What am I reading? The Bible. <laughs> I hope. What translation? No, it's yeah. ES, it's ESV. Yeah. I was like, for some reason, it kind of. It's still felt, relatively it early. Like the, it felt like the net Bible there for a second. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. just making sure I wasn't screwing everybody up. Um, but the heart of the um, person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in the Lord's sight is very precious. Mm-hmm. Um, see. Number one, uh, my wife does not see herself as uh, having a gentle and quiet spirit, mm, which okay. I think is hilarious. Yeah, um, and I think probably a lot of people who know her. Wait, so why? Yeah, why do you think that's hilarious? Um, because she thinks that it means like, like when she laughs, she laughs really loud. <laughs> she thinks it means dainty. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, th- <laughs> she thinks it means something that I don't think it means. Interesting. And I think one of the reasons that I fell in love with my wife was how gentle she was with me. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, if <laughs> most yes. of you did not know me 13 years ago. Um, I sure didn't. I got I got in trouble with your sister at yeah, your um, at least sisters, one of your sisters. All yeah. three of them. All of them. And I don't know if they've me. forgiven you. Wait, uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Them hold on. Had. Wait, oh, why? Good. Why? Yeah, we're why? Getting there. Okay, sorry. You can go ahead. You can tell this part of the I story. I don't remember the details. What I remember is at essentially, I gave a toast as one of the pastors at the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my toast essentially was some version of to John how proud I was of how far he had come mm-hmm. and that, that, that he was the caliber of man that he was. And part of why I'm so proud is because I know what he overcame to get there. Like, I knew John before John was this John, mm-hmm. and dang. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a, a, a lot of miles have been covered. Yes. And so it wasn't a backhanded compliment. Yeah. If it had been John and I sitting in a room together, there'd have been nothing but, yeah. but positive. Yeah. But in front of a room full of siblings, the sisters yeah. were like, That was he's kind of mean to you. Oh. Like, like, I thought I thought they were gonna say 
the identity politics thing. You're not his sister. You haven't gone through what we've gone <laughs> well, through. Well, see, that how dare you? That should have been there. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. So, so the response was not, sorry, I'm, I'm getting no, ahead no. of the story. What, uh, this is interesting. No, what happened was, and this is you not, probably remember better details. Neither here nor there. Um, dad. Okay. So when <laughs> I've told you all the story and at least I know I've said it on the podcast, um, um, of when I, uh, was a senior in high school and they did the thing where you uh, talk about the seniors. Um, yes. At, yes. Our, you have talked about group. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I stood up and everybody said, well, John was a jerk um, until I really got to know him. And then he was a good guy. Yeah. So knowing that that had happened to me and knowing that that was like in my brain as like, mm-hmm. a, like I, I'm just incredibly insecure um, as as most of us are. Oh yeah, and that was mm-hmm. so painful yeah. to realize that my legacy was that mm-hmm. before everybody got up and did the. Um, so that's already in your brain. Yeah, before and, the toasts are happening, and is that in what you're theirs. Saying? Okay, and in my father's so much that he stood up before everybody gave their toast and mm-hmm. was in his mind very clear about what we were going to be doing. Okay, there and saying that we're going to be encouraging. Mm. And so Chris was the only one who stood up and said, you know, I may have missed all that part too. I, I feel like I came in. Absolutely. Something there's, and there's nothing wrong with what you said. Right. You were true. Like you, you said the truth, yeah. but they all got like frustrated by it yeah. because they had in their mind this thing that had happened and yeah. they were trying to protect me because John they, will never work for you. They're my big sisters. No, <laughs> yeah. that's not what they said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're my big sisters, and they right. they love me, and they were yeah. No one beats up little brother, but us. Yeah. Nobody yeah. beats up little brother, but us. Mm. No, um, but it was just it was one of those one of those moments. But yeah, like yeah. the the idea that that my wife can now say to me all the way back, like yeah, 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 all the way right. back to um, the idea that my wife can say to me that she doesn't think that she's um, gentle and mm-hmm. quiet, yeah. Um, is funny to me, and and the you're the, still here. Like the the quiet part that um, that makes me laugh is she's thinking like that she's mm-hmm. overly loud or something like that. To me, that's that's more like the um she hasn't quite mastered the not being uh, um what do you call it uh she's anxious. Mm, right. She worries a lot, and I think that the what I get to see in her, um, or the times that she does, um, mm-hmm. is able to relax and everything like that. And she like we've talked about this before, Chris. Like the right. my there's nothing like the feeling of home that you have with your wife. Oh my gosh! When when you're both settled mm-hmm. um, yep. in yeah. some situation, and that like peace um, that 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 a wife can bring to a husband yeah. um, in those moments is, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. And just that, that feeling of like everything is okay. Yeah, absolutely. When, when the rest of our life is war, mm-hmm. it is fascinating. Oh, I need to put this in there. I just, mm-hmm. I just thought of that is so a few years ago, um, Gottman who does Bible research um, and he's, he's not a believer or at least not a Christian but did research and discovered that, in his opinion, men, that women um, evaluate their marriage as a good marriage depending on its level of intimacy. 
Mm-hmm. Like how well do we know each other? Mm-hmm. Yep. And men commu- men seem to evaluate their marriage satisfaction based on the level of tranquility. Mm-hmm. And so, so wait, say that again. So women val- he, his opinion yeah. is that women are essentially when he says how satisfied are you with your marriage? The answer women are giving is rating the level of intimacy in their marriage. Yes. Specific, and it's not just physical intimacy. No, no, it's no. like how well do we... I mean, for, like, yeah, for a woman, it, would, it wouldn't... And, you know, right, right, right. But what, but, but what you're talking about is you, you said that on other. Sunday. Yes. You were like... Knowing the... How well do we know each other? Uh-huh. And then that men... Can, men will... He thinks men... And I don't know that I agree with all this, but that he mm-hmm. thinks men are saying how tranquil is our family. And the yeah. the interesting part to that in my mind would be that they, those are oftentimes not simpatical. Oh, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's actually the point. That's a big part of the point he's making. Okay. Intimacy. So intimacy is often about, it's interpreted as being in somebody else's business. And yeah. tranquility is, can often be interpreted as stay out of my business. Yeah. And so um, he thinks a lot of stuff comes to that. It is fascinating to me that Peter, the married man, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, talks <laughs> about how God appreciates a gentle and quiet spirit quiet mm. is probably not a great translation no yeah and that's what I, that's what i w- was going to ask is like i think me and my sinful broken viewpoint and lens yeah. i'm like i know that i can misinterpret what that means and i mean i guess so, it would be i in my mind it would be uh closer if it was quieted yeah, that's actually that'd be pretty good, you know. Yeah. Um, but but that again, uh, with our modern like, yeah. lenses on, quieted may sound like submission <laughs> in the bad, yeah, yeah, like that. And that's yeah. not what we're talking about. Yeah, that's like it's like the the thing where, um, you know, when your child is really worked up, mm-hmm. and then you see them calm down. Yeah. And some of that has to do with the volume level for sure. Yeah. But like you see that like uh that's that it's okay mm-hmm. thing. The happen. comfort. Kind and I of. think I think that's what he's talking about. I do want to say really quickly though, um uh that I'm not sure and, and again again I'm t- a terrible Greek scholar, but when, when it's uh when it says after that, which in God's sight is very precious um, I, I would like to just say to everyone, I think God values a gentle and quiet spirit, not just in a woman. Yeah. Oh, listen, you know, here's something cool. Okay. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, look up, uh, first Timothy two, two Bible drill. Ring, Bible ring. Drill. Exactly. Moving, Can you hear it? Man, his fingers are going so fast. I know Genesis, Exodus, oh Leviticus. <laughs> you, you said first or second Timothy? First Timothy. First Timothy. What? Because you probably know Second Timothy two two, but First yeah. Timothy two two, First Timothy two two. Here he is, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet. This is the sorry. I'll read one and two. Yep. Yeah. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. The only other times that word is used in the New Testament. This is good. Quiet. And who is that for? And it is pleasing in the sight of uh, God, our Savior, all of us. Everybody. Everybody. Mm. Yeah. No, I... And it so, even uh, sounds almost like a quote. Yeah. Like either, it, like either Peter is quoting Paul's letter to Timothy, mm. or, or, Tim- Paul, or Paul was quoting Peter's quoting Peter letter to the, the believers. But I I mean, I think that that... Wow. That... 
I think those those attributes and and it's the case so many times whenever it says like you know be strong mm-hmm. and uh, take courage and all that that's not just written to men right um, that's right that a gentle and quiet spirit which in God's sight is very precious like um, there's yeah. nothing in that language there's nothing in the First Peter language that indicates that it is it is something that is valuable to God in women. It yeah. doesn't say that. No. That that the gentle and quiet spirit is a beautiful thing to God, period. Yeah. Yeah. And these women yeah. need to embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the idea. So I have a question then from um from you know, we're we're joking about hey, hey, if you're a you're a man, you can skip out on Sunday right. and go go to the golf course, whatever. For those uh, for the men who are who will be coming, sitting yeah. and listening. Yeah. There is always a temptation to, you know, to nudge somebody or to be like, hey, so what <laughs> I would the, say, well, like that part, I'm not joking. I, right. Oh, Chris yes, I know. I'm not joking. Like right. if you're going to nudge somebody, leave. Right. Yeah. But what, sorry, what I'm saying is because there will be men in the crowd and that is a legitimate temptation, what, <clears throat> what would be a good mindset to have and maybe good follow-up questions after when you do talk about this with your wife, or because I, I think a lot of times, like the sermon was good today, right? I think yeah, every man good, who comes good? with his wife, uh-huh. you know, I I don't the ones who aren't married or um, aren't coming with their wife or whatever. Um, for every man who comes with their wife, go ahead and bring a bowl and some water and some <laughs> rags and just start washing her feet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. I'm just saying, not a bad idea. Like, <laughs> I. The whole maybe time, we'll have some bowls ready for you. The whole time she's listening, because let me tell you what, she's she's going to be able to hear what we are saying to her mm-hmm. much better if she understands that you are actually willing mm-hmm. to get down on your knees and serve her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. That's, that's a good, good word. That's a good it, word. You you as a man, yes. Our jo- our job, our joy, our honor, mm-hmm. our responsibility. Um, for most of our life on this earth is to uh, be John the Baptist in our family's lives, mm. to make straight the path of the Lord, mm-hmm. to make it where our family does not have to crane their necks to see God. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, not just turning, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, but making yourself invisible yeah um in terms of your leadership which is so tricky to do because leaders so often we we think of ourselves as the man well the the one that's supposed to be visible yeah Mm. right but we're we're supposed to be translucent yeah okay um, there's a thing that people say to me and i'm so grateful that um when people are encouraged by uh the way that I lead worship. Mm-hmm. But when somebody says to me, like it, it just makes such a difference when you're up there. I'm nervous mm. because I, I'm hoping that you forget that I'm up there. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm cause up, it's not about, cause it's, it's not, not about, about that. Me. If you're yeah. looking at me, you're not looking at him. Mm. Um, and there are times where I turn around in the middle of worship and I'm looking at the cross because I'm just hoping yeah. that somebody else is looking at the cross. Mm. Um, and remembering what happened there, not worshiping yeah. the rocks on the wall. Right, right, right. right. No. But it's true. 
it so in your in your life with your family as a father as a husband you the best thing that you can do for your wife mm-hmm. today is figure out how you can make it possible for her to hear with yeah with a receptive heart mm-hmm. um, okay yeah the, I, I will give you a uh, a jump ahead yeah so <laughs> read all ago. of first peter 3 yeah that's not a bad one <laughs> um yeah exactly not just that verse skip ahead to verse 7 um but the uh um, these are these are truly beautiful passages, and it is mm-hmm. sad that we have learned to come at them fundamentally with fear. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And 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 my and I do too. I mean, I I come at this with fear, going, "How am I going to mess this up?" Yeah. Actually, I'm going to talk a little bit about the the concept of jadedness and how I feel like, you know, there may be a place for jadedness in our lives that's kind of funny, but mm-hmm. man, when it comes to marriage, jadedness is is a Man, that's Awful. dangerous. And as Christians, that's, yeah. we must wow. never embrace the world's attitude about jadedness about marriage. I think that's how the wow. world has kind of brought down marriage in the West mm-hmm. is through the lens of jadedness. Well, you know, you know what married life's like. I mean, like yeah. that's think about every television show that's ever about married life, at least. I mean, at least for the last twenty years, and yeah. they're all well, and and awful. that's it's low hanging fruit. I feel it, like it if you're like just is, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so one of the. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, let me see if I can find exactly where it was that um, that I wanted to say, um, is this, <clears throat> shoot, oh, I got distracted by the jadedness conversation. What were we saying? You, you were, we, we were talking about moving forward. You, he was he was talking about how. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, here's what it is. Is that, um, oh, there it is. Is the. So I realized at some point, and I don't remember when it was, it was in the house we're in now because I remember mm-hmm. I remember where it was, is that I was in our bathroom mm-hmm. and I was reading the Stormy Omardian book, The Power of a Praying Husband. And and I could have a lot of fun making fun of Christian publishing mm-hmm. in general, you know, the power of a praying it hit one hit, so they had she had to crank out nine others. Yeah. You know? Power yeah. of a praying pet. Terrible. Uh, but the, uh, uh, it, it, it so gets carried away. But yes. so I read the book, and it's not intended to be some deep theological tome. It's it's a very mm-hmm. simple thing. Mm-hmm. I read the passage. One of the prayers I was praying out, praying was said, Lord, I pray that my wife would hear from you and not me. And I realized in that sudden moment that I had spent several years in our marriage praying that Ginger would listen to me. I wish she would just hear me. I wish she could just hear what I'm saying. I wish she would just understand me. I wish she yeah. would just, God, I just wish, please make these things, and, which is funny, I'm using the word wish now because that is the difference between a wish and a prayer. Isn't yeah, it? don't. And so. I, 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 don't, I don't correct my kids when they pray a lot of times, but one of the things that I correct them is don't, <laughs> yeah, God, don't wish, wish to you, God. Yeah. He's not a genie. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so the recognition, this would be, that would be a great prayer for husbands this week is, Lord, I pray that she hears from you and not me. Yeah, that'd be a good place to start. Be encouraged. Yeah, I'm wrecked. <laughs> Be encouraged.